Happy Halloween and welcome back to Riddled with Nightmares. I'm your host, Amaris Riddle. Today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Instead of choosing a specific topic and doing research and talking about history, what I'm going to do is read three stories that were submitted to me by listeners. And let me just say that these are definitely nightmare worthy. This first story was submitted by Jaina. She says, I never believed in the paranormal. Honestly, I'm still not sure if I do. But when we moved to our current house, we had so many strange things happen. The very first was right after we moved in. I was sitting in bed making a list of things to buy to organize stuff. I turned off the lights and set my pen and paper on the nightstand. Next thing I know, the pen was clicking open and closed. It freaked me out. This was minor compared to some of the things that happened later. I'll type out a few. Another is, I used to hear the word mom called out all the time for over a year. I would always look up the steps where my girls' rooms were, but they were never there. If I walked upstairs, they would be sound asleep. It happened so much, my husband would ask when I would turn my head if I heard it again. One day, I saw him look up the steps quickly and I said, I know you heard it. My youngest would come into our room every night and climb into bed with us. One night, she was shaking and I asked her what was wrong. She was about four. She said the black shadows followed her and were pretending to be nice so that she would go with them. And they kept calling her mom. I got goosebumps and I laughed and told her that that was so silly, but inside I was freaking out. One night, my youngest said she couldn't sleep as our neighbors were having a party. Our house is in the country and at that time, our neighbor's house was the only one we could see from ours and they had bonfires from time to time and my daughter's window faced their house. They rarely stayed up too late and usually all was quiet by 10ish, but this night was later than normal as it was after midnight. I told her I would come upstairs and lay with her. Upstairs, I could hear them next door, but we laid down and were whispering and chatting, and I heard a little girl's voice say, what do you want to do next? I heard my older daughter, about five at the time, say, let's play a game. I jumped out of the bed and went to her room, and she was sound asleep. I went back to my daughter's room and looked out the window, and there was no party or sign that a party had even happened that night. Jaina, thank you so much for those stories. They are definitely creepy. I don't know what I would have done if my kid came into my room and said that the, quote, black shadows were following her and pretending to be nice so she would go with them. I think I would have noped the hell out of there. And I responded to Jaina and asked her if they ended up moving. And she said that they didn't. They stayed in the house and nothing ever like terrible happened. And her girls are now teenagers and all is well. Yeah, you guys are more brave than I am because I definitely would have been out of there. Again, thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. Our next listener story is from Zoe. And Zoe sent me a series of messages. So when I'm reading this, I'll try to um, make it as cohesive as possible. But if I read it a little bit weird, just know that that is why. And she sent me a few stories or accounts. When my sister was a baby, my parents were downstairs one night 
and they heard my sisters scream crying on the baby monitor. My dad went up, checked it out. She was dead asleep. This process continued on until my dad got pissed and told my mom that she had to go up there next time. So they hear her crying, my mom goes up and she screams. My dad comes up and the freaking baby monitor had been unplugged the whole time. Then she says, also, hear me out. I used to be a medium. The ability started fading when I was about eight or so, so by the time I was 10, I couldn't see anything anymore. I also could not differentiate between real people and spirits for a long time. I got the privilege to speak to my grandmother after she died, and she gave me a message to tell my family. Also, I had my own version of the bent neck lady, and if you guys have seen the Haunting of Hill House, you'll know what she's referring to. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. However, it does have some triggers, so be sure to go in it with caution. I had to have someone come to the bathroom with me for four years because there was a demon or ghost girl who would sit in my bathtub and just hum by far the scariest time in my life. And then I asked her some follow-up questions and she said, I remember her being around my age, at the time maybe 7 or 10, maybe older. She had dark brown hair like mine, and she always sat in the same position holding her knees to her chest. Her hair always went down the side because it was so long. I remember it flowing into the drain, but it was also very thin. She almost looked sickly, like she was losing her hair for some reason. She always looked the exact same, but was always humming a different melody. And then I, I asked her more follow-up questions, like if anything had ever happened in the house. And she said, I never ended up looking it up. I had two prominent spirits visit me in my lifetime and never tracked them down. I lived in Gettysburg, PA, so pretty much everything in town was a battlefield. It's so hard to know what exactly was previously on the land we lived on. I never heard her actual speaking voice. She said, anyway, I just did my business quickly for a little while, and during that time, she always stayed humming the entire time. Sometimes I would even subconsciously hum as well. But one day, as soon as I came in, she moved her head in my direction and stopped humming. After that, I never went alone. My whole family thought I was crazy. I never actually saw her face, just her eyebrows. I remember that she had pantyhose on always, but I never saw her pants if she had any on. But I know she had on a plain button-up every time I saw her. I never stared at her for long, so I don't have too many details of her physically. Her eyes didn't look at me. I never got to see her eyes, but her head snapped right to me. Not like a slow look, like a whiplash look. She always had her eyes pressed against her arm, so if you can imagine that. If she would have looked at me, I simply would have passed away. Um, girl, same. I, I literally cannot imagine, like, going to the bathroom or going into a room alone as a child is scary enough when you've never seen anything like this, but for you to endure this for years, I legitimately cannot imagine. And I'm also really sorry that your family didn't take what you were saying seriously. And you know, I'm sure that a lot of families wouldn't have. Kids have really overactive imaginations, but 
I personally am of the belief that a lot of it isn't imaginary and that children are just more susceptible to things than adults. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I 100% believe your story and really appreciate you sharing it with us. If you remember any more details or end up ever looking up the history of the house you lived in, I would be very interested to hear more. So thanks, Zoe. This last listener story is from Laura. She says, Hi, Amaris. Here's my story. My husband, infant twins, and I moved into a townhome in February 2014. It had a good amount of room for our twins, who were good crawlers at this point, and was very close to my husband's office at the time. It started fairly innocuously. There was a linen closet at the top of the stairs that would be open even though my husband and I were sure we closed it. I would put the twins down for a nap and then I would head upstairs to get them and it would be open. It didn't open on its own. There was a thick carpet so you had to really pull the thing open. But it didn't worry us too much. I will say, the place never felt good. It just felt heavy especially the second floor. We decorated the partially finished basement to make a playroom, but I rarely went down there because it didn't feel comfortable. It felt off somehow, like never home. This sounds wildly dramatic, but the townhome complex was next to an abandoned psychiatric hospital. It was a big, brutalist tower just across a field. I thought sometimes that maybe that made it feel sadder than other homes, but I was just musing. Nothing we took too seriously. It's just a building. Then the footsteps started. I was home full time with the kids and during the day I would hear footsteps upstairs. The townhome was semi-detached, so at first I thought it was just a neighbor, but over time I noticed it would happen when the neighbors weren't home. The kids would be asleep in their cribs and I would have the radio on low so I could hear them while I was downstairs and there would be walking down the hall from the nursery to our bedroom, sometimes back and forth, but usually just one direction. Over time, my husband heard it and my mother heard it when she was visiting. One day, I was dozing on the couch during the twins' afternoon nap. But after a bit, I sat up and was getting ready to make a cup of tea when I saw a shadow pass through the hallway. It looked like a man walking, but made of a gray shadow. I could see through it. I turned immediately to look out the window to see if it was a shadow, but there was no one. It was so startling that I think I went into some kind of shock. I got up and checked outside the house, wondering if maybe it could have been a shadow of a person, but there was no one in the field, no one in the parking lot, no one. I wasn't scared, just shocked. I have never seen anything like that in my life, before or after. Eventually, things took a turn from innocuous to scary. The twins would wake up in the night screaming. Then, there were bangs around the house, tapping, skittering up the stairs. I started staying upstairs during their naps so I could watch the hallway. Nothing seemed to stop. A friend suggested I sage the house and ask it to leave. I decided to give it a try, and it became the last day I ever stayed in the home. I waited until the twins were asleep for their morning nap. 
I took a sage bundle and prayed through the house, wafting the smoke as I went. I got to the basement and the dryer banged and shook. I ran upstairs and cried. While I was at the table, there was a tremendous bang upstairs. I ran up and found the twins standing in their cribs screaming. My son's footy pajamas were unsnapped and he had a long, horrible scratch down his chest and stomach. It was white and swollen and his skin was hot and red. I packed them in the car and refused to re-enter the home with them. I brought them to my mother's house and made my husband go to get the things we needed to set up temporarily there. Over the next few weeks, we moved out. We never spent another night there. I followed up and asked a question about if there were any lingering effects once they moved out of the home because sometimes spirits attach to people and it doesn't really matter where you go, it follows you, which is one of the most terrifying things I can think of, but thankfully that's not the case here. She said, it's funny that you mention it. Years ago, I was going through photos and you can see the children visibly look rougher and rougher. Their skin was blotchy and their eyes were dark. Then within weeks of moving out, their skin brightened and they looked so much more like themselves. It took a few weeks for their sleeping to come back to normal and I felt so embarrassed and crazy for what happened. Like, how could this be real life? But other than that, we've recovered. In a way, that's how I know something really did happen, because we've moved to a new home and since everything has been completely normal. If it was just me, I imagine I would have problems hearing things everywhere. Wow. Um, Laura, thank you so much for sharing that. When I read your account, I literally had chills up and down my body. I cannot imagine, first of all, as like, I'm not a mother, so I can't imagine that situation alone. Like, even without children, I can't imagine what that would feel like. But even more, I cannot imagine being the protector of children and walking into my kid's room and seeing one of them injured by an invisible force. What a terrifyingly just shocking moment that must have been for you like I said I legitimately cannot even imagine and you know props to you guys for taking it seriously and getting out I know a lot of people stay in the homes that are haunted and sometimes that's perfectly okay because the entity isn't exactly violent but I'm so glad that as soon as it turned physical you took it seriously and got out and you didn't give a you didn't you know you didn't give a shit what anybody thought you were gonna get your kids to safety and I really I love that about your story because let's be honest it could have been so much worse so again Laura thank you so much for sharing that thank you all so much for spending part of your Halloween with me I hope that these stories scared you as much as they scared me because I am definitely alone in my apartment right now and feeling rather spooked. I think it might be time to watch um, 
some office or parks and rec to lighten the mood in here. Tune in next week. I'm going to be joined by my good friend Phil from the Wait For It podcast. And we are going to be talking about black-eyed children. And if you are familiar with black-eyed children, then you know that they're terrifying. If you're not familiar, you are in for a terrifying treat. My podcast can now be found on every streaming service that you use for your podcast needs. And if you wouldn't mind heading over to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review, it would absolutely mean the world to me. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Riddled with Nightmares. And if you'd like to follow me, it's at Amorous Riddle on all the things. Again, happy Halloween and thank you for listening. As always, I hope your sleep is riddled with nightmares. See you next week.